Welcome to the Big Talk Podcast, where we chat all things business and personal development related, totally unfiltered and unscripted. I'm your host, Amanda Davies, and I'm here to help you transform into the leader you were born to be, stand apart from the competition, and most importantly, share your message with the world in a big, big way. Are you ready? Welcome once again to Big Talk. Like I said, I'm super excited to be with you today because one of the things that I wanted to share were just some insights, and this is kind of a little bit of a different format of today's podcast. I want to kind of share with you sort of five traits that I see that are really prevalent in those people who actually go on to turn their side hustle into a full-time career. So I've been doing this work for a really long time now. Um, and there are a couple of things that I've noticed. There's sort of five traits in particular that I've noticed in people who really kind of go on to do the thing, who go on to create like the six figures in their business, who go on to make the impact and obviously the income that they really desire to make as well. So I want to kind of share some of this intel with you today because I've worked with hundreds of women all over the world who have come through my programs, uh, obviously to, to get started with their online business or to start scaling it. But I've also got an incredible community as well, a community of people in my audience, but also mentors and peers. And so these sort of five traits that I'm going to share with you today is really what I've noticed and what I've kind of analyzed over the years of doing this work. It's these five traits that essentially allow people to go on and not only start their sort of online business, but it's like actually take it to that level where it's a full-time career, where it's something that they feel confident quitting the nine to five and they're actually in this full-time, okay? So the first kind of trait that I've noticed in people, and I talk about this all the time and there is a reason why I talk about it all the time, is courageous commitment. And you know, frankly, like commitment is kind of like that fuel that you need to play the long game. What we're not doing here is sort of creating a flash in the pan kind of a business that, you know, you want to pump out a, you know, a quick e-course and sell a couple of copies. It's like, if you're in entrepreneurship and you're in this business, it's like, you're here to play the long game. You're creating a lifetime's worth of work, not a season. So, and I kind of liken this to you know, remember dating the guy, you know, back in your early twenties or late teens or whatever. And he told you that he was like super committed to your relationship, but it's almost like all of his lying and cheating actions kind of told you that he wasn't really committed. Okay. It's a little bit of a funny analogy, but sometimes I see this a bit with new entrepreneurs as well, where they're kind of, they're saying one thing, but doing another when it comes to really getting their business started and to really take their business to that next level. It's kind of a bit of a dysfunctional relationship that a lot of entrepreneurs have with their business. Uh, As I said, um, you know, real commitment in essence means recognizing that you're in this for the long term, number one, but also kind of putting your money where your mouth is as well. And what I mean by that is a willingness to invest in your growth, a willingness to invest in the tools and the overheads that you're going to need to get started with this business, but also really staying resourceful around things like your willingness to improve your area of study or your area of, you know, your niche or, you know, really getting devoted into the, you know, what it is you're trying to do here and actually the people that you're here to to impact. Because frankly, 
you know, if you look at this, it's like without it, without this commitment, nothing else really matters. And really it's not until that we're a hundred percent committed to our message and to our success and our audience and our clients and what we're really here to do. There's always doubt and doubt is frankly, guys, it's the killer of dreams. It really is. And frankly, straight up, it's like the most successful entrepreneurs are the ones who don't tiptoe into their business. They don't treat it like a plan B. They don't dabble. They actually commit and do whatever it takes. Now, this doesn't mean that you just like jack your nine to five job in and sort of say, well, to hell with it and take like these crazy kind of risks, if that's not your style. Uh, I know that's certainly not what I did. I made sort of a transition into consulting and then into coaching. Um, but it's like being able to hold these two energies and being able to devote your time to these two energies, your nine to five and what you got to do essentially just to pay the bills and keep the lights on versus actually creating this business or this side hustle as well. It's like holding those two energies and it's not going to feel comfortable. It's not going to feel comfortable. All right. And I really want to be clear with you on this. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Okay. There's going to be work involved. There is going to be a little bit of a messy transition as you move out of the nine to five and into your business. There's going to be some anxieties that come up. But going back to what I was saying, courageous commitment is where it's at because it's that that's going to give you that fuel to move from one thing to the other, that's going to keep you going and keep you playing that long game. All right. So all of the most successful entrepreneurs have that courageous commitment in common. The second trait they have is a willingness to execute, a willingness to execute. So every successful business owner that I know has their sleeves rolled up, they're making decisions, they're working with people, they're getting their hands dirty every single day. They're not necessarily sat kind of in the metaphorical back office shuffling papers and watching hundreds of webinars and creating pretty graphics for their newsfeed or downloading all of the freebies and all of that sort of stuff. Actually, the way that entrepreneurs learn is through execution. And sometimes, and, and this is a real sticking point that I've noticed for a lot of people who are getting started with their business, is that they're kind of overcooking things in the background uh, and kind of doing a lot of the journaling and thinking about the ideas and maybe dabbling with some stuff around the edges, but they're not taking that action on the things that they know they need to take action on, right? Because you know, you know, if you're sat there and you're dabbling and if you're thinking, oh, maybe I'm a little bit scared of getting visible. Or, oh my gosh. Like if you're not out there and sharing your message and if you're kind of spending a bit too much time planning to plan, uh, you know, you're doing that. Okay, so I want to kind of call you out on it. A willingness to execute is really going to be the make or break of your success here. So learning on the job, learning through feedback, learning through observation by actually doing the thing is going to really set you up for success, guys. I can't stress this one enough. It's really, really important. And of course, learning and planning and strategizing are all very important things in business. But implementation is the mark of a great operator implementation is the mark of a successful entrepreneur. So I really want to encourage you, if you're listening to this thinking, oh yeah, maybe I am someone who kind of likes journaling on all of the ideas and planning to plan and I get it, <laughs> totally get it. But it's like, I really want to invite you to look at actually what can I start landing today? What can I start implementing today that's actually going to move the needle in my business? The third trait they have is resilience for the long term. Now, some of you may be familiar with a book by Angela Duckworth. It's called Grit. 
Okay. Grit, she says, has two components. Grit consists of both passion and perseverance. But she also kind of goes on to write in her book that perseverance is actually more important than passion because we can be passionate about all sorts of things. But sort of linking this back into the willingness to execute pace, you know, it's that ability to get up and persevere despite the challenges, despite all of the reasons why you should just quit, despite all of the reasons that your mind is trying to take you out of the game. It's like actually showing up anyway is really important. So when I talk about resilience, when I talk about grit, I'm really talking about perseverance and your ability to stay at this um, for the long term, but also in spite of any challenges, in spite of any mindset gremlins that might be coming up and trying to take you out of the game, despite all the naysayers and despite the reasons not to continue, you got to continue. Like if this is truly your purpose work, if this is your soul's work, you have to persevere in spite of the challenges. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's definitely easier said than done as well. And I think intuitively, we all know that um, we want to continue on and we want to do these things and intellectually like we get it. But sometimes it's like actually when we're in the midst of a challenge, when Facebook has shut down our ads account, when we're not getting any engagement or any traction on our posts, it's really easy to give up in those moments or to get distracted Sorry, or to try something else rather than staying, staying persistent and persevering with it. So honestly, guys, you know, I know you all have passion for what you do. I get it. I know that you've got that in bucket loads, but also recognize this is about perseverance as well. Being able to pick yourself up, bounce back from any failures, persevere with patience, working around challenges and dedicating yourself to a growth mindset is going to be really, really important for you. Okay. So that's the third thing. The fourth thing is a preparedness to be seen preparedness to be seen. A lot of new entrepreneurs have issues around visibility. They are worried about judgment. They're worried about looking stupid. They're worried about saying the wrong thing. They're worried about how they look or how their voice sounds or whether they're the right size or shape or, you know, age or or whatever. We're very self-conscious when it comes to putting ourselves out there, generally speaking. And I know I've been here too. Um, But the bottom line is you need to be seen in order to sell. You need to be seen in order to sell. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to be on live stream 24-7 and you need to be showing up on social media constantly or all this sort of stuff. You know, there's strategies around visibility and a lot of this stuff is what I teach in my um, programs as well. But the bottom line is your audience does need to know about you. They need to know you exist. They need to understand your offer They need to understand how you operate and what you offer and how it's going to help them, right? So this means that putting aside any fears that you have around who's going to see you and what they're going to think, ex-bosses and colleagues and old partners or parents or family, you know, snoopy family members and all of that, eventually you're going to have to put that aside. And there's no way for me to kind of shortcut this for you or to dress it up with a nice pretty pink bow you're going to have to get over that. You're going to have to get over that. And unfortunately, you know, the spotlight effect as well, this is sort of something that we talk about in psychology. The spotlight effect is essentially 
this kind of effect where we sort of feel like that we're being watched and judged way more than we actually are as well. So, you know, sometimes, particularly when we're starting out, we think, oh, everyone's going to see this. Everyone's going to judge me. They're all looking at me. Quite frankly, they're probably not. (laughs) They're probably not. Uh, You know, it's our own ego and our own kind of um, thoughts that essentially make us feel that way. So really be conscious of that too, the spotlight effect. But going back to what I was saying as well, it is something that you are just going to have to move past. And the only way that you move past that is by taking the first step, posting the first post, jumping on live for the first time, sharing your first offer with those who need it. Because remember, yes, this is a very vulnerable experience. Yes, most people won't do it. Okay. But actually, this is going to be key for your success. People need to see you. They need to understand what you're all about and they need to know how you can help them, most importantly. All right. The last thing is around intuition and discernment. Intuition and discernment. So discernment means the ability to judge well. The ability to judge well. So we all need to, in business, make quick decisions. We're always weighing up risks and benefits and all of this sort of stuff. And it's like this day-to-day decision-making that we go through in our business is going to require a great deal of discernment. There's no doubt about it. Okay, We're always making decisions as entrepreneurs every single day. We're making decisions about what money to spend, what to invest, the team that we want to hire, how to respond to clients, what content that we're going to put out there. We're always making decisions, okay? But what's really important is that you start to look at discernment from a place of soul rather than ego. I'm going to talk about what I mean by this in a sec. But often we hear a voice inside of us that says yes to an opportunity. And I'd be really curious to know if you've had this voice before as well. So there's something inside of us that's just shouting yes, like an investment opportunity or an invitation or um, just an opportunity that comes up. But Unfortunately, because of how we're wired as humans, which is wired for protection and wired for survival, um, often our brain and our mind perceives these new opportunities as threats, okay? We're constantly running this stuff through our survival centers of the brain, an opportunity, for example, to be on a podcast or an opportunity to write a book or co-author a book or an opportunity to make an investment in your business, We're often, and again, this is how we are as humans, we are looking at everything from the perspective of survival, right? Everything in our external environment is filtered through that primal part of our brain, the amygdala and all of that sort of stuff, the limbic brain. And we're looking to see whether or not it's a threat that's going to kill us, (laughs) frankly, or actually whether it's something that's okay, that's safe. And quite often, new opportunities and invitations or scary decisions are perceived as threats, literally by our body, something that could potentially harm or kill us. So it's very important that we get to grips with this because actually, if we start to listen too much to our survival part of the brain, if we start to pay too much attention to that, then we won't be taking any risks. We won't be taking any kind of action. And sometimes people like to spiritually bypass this by saying, oh, but, you know, it doesn't feel good to me to do that. I've got a real news flash for you. Moving out of your comfort zone is never going to feel good. 
all right so I don't buy into the spiritual bypassing of this sort of piece that a lot of people kind of default to as well you're never going to feel good going out of your comfort zone this is why going back to resilience and grit but also trusting your soul and trusting your inner guidance is really important and the thing about your soul and your inner guidance as well is that it speaks to you through whispers and nudges and inclinations It isn't the loud, booming, screeching voice of our ego that says, stop, oh my God, this is unsafe, okay? Your soul is whispering to you and nudging you and it makes you feel good and it's always acting in your best interests. So my challenge to you is to really start tapping into that voice. So if you're presented with an investment decision or if you're presented with a decision, what I want you to do first and foremost is actually take some time to just stop and tune in. This is literally a couple of seconds. And tuning into whether it's a soul yes or a soul no. This is something I actually do on my sales calls as well, is asking people to sort of make a decision around working with me from a place of soul. So is this a soul yes or actually is this a soul no? It's a really powerful way of getting clear on what you want to do. Because actually, once the decision is made, whether this is about investing in a program or actually whether this is being a guest on someone's podcast or whatever decision it is that you need to make, actually, the decision is made very quickly. It's either a yes or a no if you choose to listen to your soul. The what comes next and the figuring out how to make it happen, that's where your ego and your mind can come in. And you can start making the plan and you can start you know, cooking up the kind of the strategy in the background. Great. That's what your mind does really, really well. But your mind under no circumstances should be allowed to make those big decisions in your business because it is always, always, always going to default to safety, what's safe, what's secure, what's going to kill me, what's going to harm me, right? That's kind of how we're wired as humans. So what I'd really challenge you to do is start making your big decisions from that place of intuition, soul intuition, soul discernment first and listening and trusting that. And then allowing the decision to kind of unfold and the actual doing and implementation of that, that's where you start to bring your mind in because that's what it's really good at, okay? So listen to that inner voice and make decisions from that place, the practicalities and the logistics and what you've got to do and who you've got to reach out to and all the planning, all of that can come next, right? So I just really want to kind of reiterate that for you guys that allow your soul to step forward and make those big decisions, So just to recap, the five traits of the most successful people, the people who go on to actually turn their side hustle into a full-time career are number one, courageous commitment. Number two, willingness to execute. Number three, resilience for the long-term. Number four, preparedness to be seen. And number five, intuition and discernment at that soul level. So let me know what you think of this. I'd love to hear about your take on what we've discussed today. I would love to hear from you as well. Of course, the invitation is always there. If you're ready to start growing your business, if you're ready to start putting yourself out there and you're ready to start really stepping up your game in this space, please do reach out. Uh, You can book a breakthrough call with myself, my team below. The link is in the show notes. Do reach out, guys, because what we're going to do on that 40-minute call is get you super clear about where you want to go, what challenges you're up against, and obviously look at how we can start to bridge that gap for you. If we can help you, and only if we can help you, my team and I, then we will share details and we can talk about what that looks like. 
But honestly, you are going to get massive value from this call regardless of what you decide. Okay, but we're super keen to talk to you about this. We really want to see you turn your side hustle into something that lights you up, that is here to stay for the long term, help you create this lifetime's worth of work, help get you out of your nine to five as well if you're still juggling the day job. And, you know, really get out there and start to make the impact that we know you're here to make on the world. Okay, great to see you guys. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Big Talk podcast today. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a review and share it with your friends. For further information about our programs and free content, head on over to lightpurposeliving.com. See you soon.